0: Anyone? Fastest man on earth, I think. Did that record get broken? I'm not sure. But sprinters have this tremendous ability to explode into uh, tremendous speed in a split second. But they start from a place of absolute stillness and poise, you know? Excuse me. (laughs) So you're like this, right? They're in the block. I can't remember, but they're like right here. They're in the block and they're waiting. There's that tense moment where it's completely quiet, the stadium is quiet, and the, the guy's going to shoot the gun off. Boom, and then they go, accelerate with speed. But it's that burst of speed from an absolute stillness. That From that stillness comes strength and speed. I was watching um, the fight last night, Conor McGregor and a Russian guy who I can't pronounce his name, but what this guy would do, the Russian guy, his, his, the way that he fights is he just basically tries to take his opponent down to the ground. And he puts his incredible strength and skill on his opponent and wraps his legs up in his legs and squeezes so the guy can't move. And Conor McGregor, you know, one of the best fighters in the world, like within seconds is on the ground, on his back, completely tied up like this, and he can't move, and the announcers are saying this, they're saying McGregor has to stay still, he has to breathe calmly, and he cannot struggle more than he needs to, as he's getting punched in the face, (laughs) but he's there, and the reason why is because if he's not still in this moment, even though he's receiving attack, Even though he's on the defensive, if he's not from a place of stillness, he'll wear himself out and be knocked out in seconds. So he has to stay still and do the bare minimum to keep his opponent off of him and wait and be poised from that place of stillness to take advantage and make a counter move and get out of the hold. So it's from a place of stillness that comes speed and strength. Another situation came to my mind as I was thinking about this, and that's with my dad. My dad um, is, uh, if you've met my dad, he's a, he's not tall like us, but he's way stronger and buffer than me, at least. And he's a good, he's a good man, but he's, he's, as we were growing, he, he, he had a temper and stuff. I mean, he never went overboard, but we kind of were like, okay, don't make dad mad, all right? Kind of that, that thing. Well, one day, uh, Blake and I, my brother, who's now bigger than me, but it wasn't at the time. We got in this fight and we were wrestling and, you know, punching. And at the time I was stronger than him and I grabbed him and I shoved him into a glass door and his butt went through the glass door and broke the glass. And I'm like, oh man. And he starts laughing. He's like, ah, you got to tell dad, you know, reverse of the roles. And so I had to walk out. My dad had a where our family business was in the back of our house, and so I had to walk out there, and it felt like it took, you know, years to get out there. I'm just like, oh, man. And I remember it crystal clear in my mind. My dad is sitting at his desk, and I'm like, Dad, I pushed Blake through a window, and I broke the, the door, and I broke the door. And he, I didn't know what to expect, but it was still, and he just looked at me, and it felt like, 20 minutes. It was probably like two seconds. And he was just still. And he said, is everyone okay? I said, yes. And then I started to walk away. He's like, you still have to pay for it. I'm like, okay. So I still got in trouble. But his first response was from that place of stillness. In that moment, he was an example of stillness. In that moment, he responded to that situation in a way that could have been one, he probably felt anger, probably felt frustration, he probably felt, like, bewilderment, like, what are you guys doing? How many times do I have to tell you? But in that moment, he paused, and from a place of stillness, he was able to make first things first. Are you guys okay? And then issue a consequence from an even-handed kind of Place of spiritual maturity. So from stillness comes strength. From a place of stillness comes wisdom. And yet, I think stillness is in short supply in our culture. I mean, in my life, I know it is. I, like I said, don't often respond from a place of stillness, from a place of peace. I respond just respond, usually. I respond from all this turmoil that's going inside of me, all the stress that maybe is caused by the things happening around me, and I try to solve things on my own. I try to process the data, the information that's come into me, the situation, the person, and I try to just I just react. But what God is calling us to is not reaction, but stillness and then response. And so it is in... I think, even in the greatest moments of stress, even in the greatest moments of chaos, where we need to be still and know that God is God and that we are not. times in great significance, it's the most important, but also usually the most stressful when we need to be in a place of stillness and reflection on who God is and what he's calling us to do. So on Thursday at 12.45 p.m. in the afternoon, p.m. I was got a text that at 1 p.m., 15 minutes from there, there was going to be a meeting at Child Protective Services, CYFD, for um, custody of a, of a child or, or to work something out. And I'm like, okay. And so I was able to make it and show up, And uh, in that, in those few moments, all of a sudden, this opportunity, this open door was created for us to consider um, taking in little Xander into our house. And there was a couple other families involved, and immediately after that meeting, um, a decision didn't have to be made then, but it had to be made within like 12 to 20 hours I'm going into, like, my mind's going like this. I'm trying to, like, figure it all out. I'm trying to, like, manage the situation. I'm trying to apply, like, all possible scenarios and what situation would be best, which home would be best, where should we go, can we handle it, can they handle it, Can we, blah, 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 blah. and I'm just going, going, going. And even in praying about it, you know, I knew enough, because I'm a pastor, to, like, pray about it, but it was like, my prayers were like, God, help me, and then like, my brain's like, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm praying, and then, it's not from a place of stillness. It's not from a place of, of rest. It's from a place of like processing, processing the data, trying to make the decision, trying to figure it out, trying to text different people and, and kind of manage the situation, discerning like what's going on? Am I, where's my motivation in this? What's going on? You know, ugh. that was Thursday. I was not still. I was not still, but I needed to be, right? To make a wise decision. So what I needed was stillness in the midst of this chaos and in the midst of the need for this decision. So here is I heard uh, someone say this the other day, what if stillness what if stillness is the cure for uncertainty? And all our running around is actually confusing us and distracting us from the more meaningful experience of life. Not to mention more joy. What if God not only advises that we be still. What if he commands it? I want to look at Psalm 46. Would you guys look that up with me? You can look it up in the NIV if you've got a Bible app. If you need a Bible, there's Bibles over here. I'm going to read from that Bible. So if you've got that Bible, it's page 396. If you don't have that Bible, just open up to the middle and there find the Psalms. It's Psalm 46. But this is an incredible passage, a well a pretty well-known passage. But I'm going to read through it once and then we're going to discuss it a little bit. Listen to this. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear. The earth give way. And the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, and the mountains quake with their surging. Selah. You know what that word Selah means? I translate it, be still. Be still. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in an uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see the works of the Lord, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shield with fire. Be still and know that I Am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Selah. All right, I want to look at this. I hope you got it open in your Bibles. Get it open, get it on your apps, because we're going to look at this together. This is punctuated by three what I said, Silas, right? This is a Hebrew term. It's oops, boom. uh, Selah is a musical, these are songs that were sung by the people of Israel, and Selah is kind of a musical score that basically says this is a time to pause. It's like a musical interlude. There's no more words. We're just going to reflect on what was just sung as a community. So we're going to do that today, but I'm not going to sing it to you. Here it is, Psalm 46, the first, verses 1 through 3. I want you to tell me, what does this say about God? God is our refuge and strength. And ever present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not, though the earth give way, and the mountains fall into the heart of this, though its waters roar and foam, and the mountains quake with surging. What's that saying about God? Help me out here. This is Selah. What does it say to be still? What what does it say about God? Just in these verses, you can just repeat it if you want. He listens, okay? God is our refuge. You know the term refugee? Refugee is someone who flees from persecution, who flees from oppression, who flees from despair and hunger and war. Someone who's a refuge is a place to which that refugee can flee. God is our refuge. What else? God is our strength. Our strength. God not only is a safe place to run toward, but He is a place of renewal and restoration and strengthening and courage. What else does it say? Ever-present help in trouble, ever-present help in time of need. God is here now in the present in your situation. God is the God who is with us. Jesus is called Emmanuel, God with us. He is our ever-present help in time of need. What's this say about humanity in response to this? what can humanity, there's a therefore in verse 2. Therefore what? Based on who God is, a refuge, a strength, and an ever-present help in time of trouble. Therefore what? Do not fear. Even though, do not fear, even though, and then he describes these horrific cataclysmic events, right? The mountains falling into the sea, right? The earth melting, the waves overcoming. I see, I think of the Pictures of the news with tsunamis, right? Just sweeping through towns and just demolishing everything of earthquakes, of fires that we saw burn in California. Though these things happen, do not fear because God is your refuge. God is your strength. God is your ever-present help in time of need, no matter what is happening. Be still. Second. Part, verse 4, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in an uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. What does this say about God? It says, Selah, so... Let's be still and reflect. What does this say about God? That's good. Yeah, because God is with us. We can have that sense of peace in the midst of a storm. Yeah, the Lord Almighty is with us. This says the river whose streams make glad the city of God. The city of God is this idea in, in the Old Testament of this the heavenly city. The, what we can understand the city to be is the people of God, those who follow him. Us, the church, those who follow Jesus are the place where God resides. And he uses the imagery of of the river running through the people of God, the spirit of God running through and what this river brings peace, this river brings the break of day, it says, and even though, as um, Lawrence just said, the the nations roar and kingdoms falter, we see all of all the stuff around us, right all the nations all the socio-political all that's happening, even in our own country with the Supreme Court uh, nomination and all of this stuff and all the vitriol and all the discussion and all the shouting. We see that the Lord Almighty is in the midst of this place. Come and see the works of the Lord. He breaks the bow. He shatters the spear. He burns the shield with fire, saying that he can put bring peace to the world. He can bend up that AK-47 and render it incapable of shooting. He can upturn the tanks that roll through nations. He can put an end to war. He can bring peace. This is the God that we serve. This is the God. And it says in verse 10, God starts to speak. God hasn't spoken until this moment. And all of a sudden, God speaks. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Selah. God is not our ever-present help in time of need. He's also our guarantee of future peace. says, I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted on the earth. God, the fortress, the refuge, the ever-present help in time of need, the river of peace that runs through our lives, has our present and has our future. And God commands that we be still and know God is with you. Be still and know. That God is with us. Great strength and wisdom come from a stillness. So let me ask you this in, in wrapping up, when is the last time you've truly been still? Not just physically, although I think most of us have a hard time being physically still. Most of us are really busy going from place to place to place, running around, running kids from this place to that place, going to work, going here. We're, we're moving, we're moving, we're moving. But maybe even physically still, but have you been mentally still, emotionally still? When's the last time you've been still without your phone in front of your face? When's the last time you've been still without stimulation entering through your eyeballs, into your brain? When's the last time you've been still from the anxieties that are clustering in your mind, from your ambitions, from your worries? When have you been still, physically, mentally, and emotionally? See, our world, here's the thing, guys, here's the thing. Our world is in desperate need of a people that have the courage and the faithfulness to be still and know that God is God. Our families are in desperate need of people that can be still and know that he is God. Our children and our spouses are in desperate need of people that can be still and know God and from that place of stillness, and speak and speak when's the last time you've been still our world does not need our response to situations our children do not need our wisdom our spouse doesn't need our idea of what we think is right or wrong they need god the world is desperate for god's perspective the desperate god's peace not what we can bring why we act and respond from a place of stillness and knowledge of God, so that when your kid comes to you and needs something, you should not be responding to them from a direct look up from your phone and speaking into their life, or if your husband or wife comes and they say something, your first response shouldn 't be from here to there respond. We need to learn to be still. Take a moment of stillness. Acknowledge God's presence in your life and what he's doing and who he is. And then respond. That's what we're being invited to here. Because we, the world doesn't need more of me. And it doesn't need more of you. It needs more of God. And the only way we know how to respond is from that place of stillness. So, parenting requires stillness. Marriage and relationships require stillness. Surviving out on the streets, responding to situations and angry people require stillness. Even if you're being attacked and you're in like a, you know, whatever they call that, a weird hold. Connor McGregor, what was that? Quick time? Okay, sorry. That was good, man. I was hoping for the term. I don't know. But yeah, you're or whatever like this, you got to be still and respond from stillness and knowledge of God. So I cannot decide to take a child into our home apart from stillness. I can't respond to my kids apart from stillness and knowing who God is. So let me just encourage you, just like an athlete poised to sprint, has to be absolutely still so that he can focus every ounce of his energy, every ounce of his training, every ounce of what he knows to be true in that moment to the race. We need to be ready to be still. Be still before you act because your first reaction might not be the right action. Be still before you speak because the words that come to your mind may not be the right words. In fact, maybe there's no words needed at all. Be still, here's this, still so that you can hear beneath the surface. You know that sometimes something's going on in the other person's life that you need God's wisdom on? That maybe that person, one time I was at Subway, I tell the story a lot, but this sandwich artist behind the counter was super angry and like just slapping meat on and lettuce on and tomatoes and, what do you want? I want cheese. Fine. You know, and. Rude! Like what? What the heck? I'm paying you to make my sandwich here. I was. That's my first response. But then, I, 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 in that moment, I felt like God just said, "You have no clue what that person has gone through this morning. Maybe her boyfriend left her. Maybe her dad died. Maybe something horrible is going on in her life, and she's responding out of her pain and her angst and her and her stress. So sometimes we need to be still." And know that he is God and allow God to show us what might be going on beneath the surface so we can respond with love. Sometimes we need to be still so the spirit can move, because sometimes if I and I don't act, actually, God can move in ways I wouldn't expect. So last one more minute. Here we go. Two points of application here I want you to take home with you. We need to in our moments. And we need to be still in our days. We need to be still in our days is what's first. You should be setting aside time every day. This isn't about like, like a legalistic checklists. But you're desperate to set aside time to be still and know the God who made you. You are desperate to be still, aside time to take in his word, to meditate on his goodness, and to be still so that you can go into the day. When's the last time you've done that? I hope it's been today. And I hope if it wasn't today, it was yesterday. And if it wasn't, then you are starving. We're starving ourselves. And we're responding to people out of our own wisdom and of our own stress. And we're not doing our kids. We're not living out of our sacred calling as parents. We're not living out of our sacred calling as spouses or as partners or as friends. So we need that daily set-aside time to where we're still in know He is God. But we also need the momentary Be still in your moments. And that is when someone comes to you, when a child comes to you, when you're on Facebook and they say something and you're kind of annoyed or whatever, take a moment be still. You don't have to respond right away. Be still and know that he is God. How would God interact with this child? How would God interact with your partner? What is going on beneath the surface? That's what we need. We need to be still. Before we respond, we need to respond from our stillness. And the more you do it in blocks of time daily, the more those moments of silence before situations come upon you, you'll, the more you'll be ready to be still. The more quickly the ideas about who God is and what He wants and who he, what he, how He's at work in the world, you'll be able to hear and respond to that from a place of peace. So, one last illustration. Have you ever been in a, a, a nice river that's not the Rio Grande? a nice river that is clear, crystal clear, and you step in it, and you play around in it, and you kick around in it, sediment gets kicked up and stirred up and all that stuff, and it becomes cloudy, right? But if you're still long enough, and you just st- stand there, after a while, the sand begins to settle, and you can see through the water all the way to the bottom. That's what God is calling us to do. When the world is chaotic around us, when something's happening and we're stressed and all this stuff is happening, he's calling us, be still. Let it settle so you can see all the way down to the heart of the issue, so you can see your heart and the person before you's heart. You can see God's will and what he would desire for you to do. So as we, we're going to sing one more song before we eat together. Uh, Let's invite you guys to come up if you're singing. And uh, there's two ways I want you to uh, respond. In the back here, behind the brocks, there's a prayer loom. And we use this on Wednesday night where uh, we had our worship night and we had several different activities. But you can take a ribbon and write down with a marker a prayer to God. Maybe it's just saying, writing down some anxieties or worries that you have. Maybe it's some people that you been not responding too well and you want to respond to better from a place of peace and stillness, whatever it is, write that down and weave it through the prayer loom. And that's just a way as a community that we're presenting our prayers and our requests to God. It's a way that we're being still, acknowledging God in our life. The other is that um, if you need prayer for healing or you need prayer because There's so much stress in your life, or whatever situation it may be. As we sing this song, um, I will be over here. Are the Dumas's in the room? No. Okay, I'll be over here, and um, you can come, and we can pray. Are you available? Yeah, Kendall can be available over here. I'll be over here, and we can uh, pray for you as we sing. So would you please stand and um, let's sing this last song together.